0: Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to Episode 10 of Connection, Not Perfection.
1: Welcome to Connection, Not Perfection, the podcast that helps parents and teens connect using literature, laughter, and love.
0: to Connection Not Perfection. My name is Amy, I'm also known as the Ish Girl and I will be your host today. Now, if you've been here before, I just wanna thank you so much for coming back to join me today. And if you're a new listener, I am so glad you're here and I just welcome you to the discussion that I'm gonna share with you today. Because today is the second part of a two-part series called Fixing Your Critical Inner Voice. And it's a conversation I had recently with my very good friend, Tammy Scow. In case you missed part one, Tammy is a licensed counselor at Planting Seeds Coaching and Counseling in Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. She is a longtime friend of mine, and I was super excited when she agreed to sit down with me to talk about the critical inner voices that often plague us, and our teens too. So last week, we focused on recognizing our critical inner voices and how modeling healthy self-talk to our teens is much more effective than directly instructing them in it. Now, if you get my weekly email, I shared a hilarious story about making the mistake of coming at this directly with my 16 year old son. Now, if you don't get those weekly emails, I'd love for you to sign up because the stories and information I put into those are not the same as what I share here on my podcast or in my website. The way I see it, it's a perk because you have trusted me enough to share your email address with me. So if you'd like to sign up for that perk, I would encourage you to either look here on iTunes in the show notes, and there's a link there, or you can head to my website ishgirl.com and find a link there so that you can sign up for that weekly email. Okay, one of the reasons talking about how to change your critical inner voice is so important to me is because it's something that I've definitely struggled with, retraining my brain so that I speak to myself with kindness and compassion has been a process. Now, as a Christ follower, one of the verses that I've used as a mantra for this is 1 Corinthians 10, 5, the the last part of it, where it says, take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. And so one of the ways that I did that was I started asking myself some questions about my thoughts, I would take my thought and hold it up through the filter of, is it real? Is it true? How would I express the same thing to a friend? And honestly, it's how I came up with the whole idea of being an ish girl, which if you're not familiar with that yet, I am an ish girl because an ish girl is someone who has humorous grace with herself when discovering she's messed up or flaked out again and that definition purely comes out of this uh, struggle that i've had to have a kind voice inside my head to have kind self-talk. So as my own kids have grown into being teenagers, I've observed that their critical inner voices have started to emerge as well. Gone are those confident, carefree kids that I once knew. Instead, I have teenagers who have adolescent angst and worry and they have a tendency to beat themselves up for mistakes and missteps, especially the ones that they make socially. So I've thought about that shift a lot in them and one of the questions I often ask myself is, how can I make this different for them than it was for me? And I ask that not just about this critical inner voice, but just things in general. How can I make this different for them than it was for me? How can I make it better for them than it was for me? And this is what I consider part of the legacy that I got from my parents that they gave to me and to my siblings, which is take what you have and make it better for the next generation or for the next person who comes along. So along those lines, once I asked myself those questions about this critical inner voice that I have, what I thought about was now that I've reached a place where negative self-talk is more the exception rather than the rule, how can I model that, teach that to my own teens? And what if I could teach my teens to speak to that child in themselves in this season when their brains are still growing and changing. And when I say talk to that child in themselves, I'm referring to the video that Um, You'll find it in my show notes here as well. That's from the Truth Bomb mom, and she interviews a bunch of her friends and has them uh, look at pictures of themselves as children and then challenges them to say the same kind of negative things to that picture of themselves as a, a little kid that they do now in the present. So that's what I'm talking about when I say, what would happen if I could teach my teens to speak to that child and themselves in this season when their brains are still growing and changing? and how would that make their lives different in the long run? And how would it make their lives different now? And to help answer those questions and more, Tammy, Scow and I sat down for a very frank conversation. And I played the first part of that conversation last week. This week, I'm playing the second part of that conversation. And where last week's conversation focused on recognizing that critical voice when it pops up in your head and modeling what it looks like to have a positive inner voice to our teens rather than just directly instructing them, this week, our focus is turning towards replacing our critical inner voice with an empowering one and what that looks like and what kind of strategies we can use in order to retrain our brains to speak to us with compassion and kindness. Here's that conversation now. I'd love to talk about some of the empowering things that we can say to ourselves. Like, I I know we've talked about a few of those. And sure. You've done some really a good job of sure. reframing. You also shared some that I would love for, for okay. you to well
1: before we do some of the because I, I do like leads, like a certain sentence or a certain lead, as long as it doesn't become rote where it loses its power. Right. To have certain leads to sentences can be really helpful. But before we do that, there's a framework to kind of frame what they ought to be. And it's the think acronym. You and I have talked about this yes. before. Yes, I love and it. And the audience may have heard it. I think in the high schools around here, it's up as before you post... Something on social media. Oh, that's good. Use the think acronym. Right. But since we're talking about thinking, it certainly applies to how you think. And yes. The acronym oh, yes. is so the T H I N K, the T is for is it true? and we've talked about that but a lot right. of us will say well it's true so I'm going to hold on to it tight but we're holding on to it in a narrowed filtered way so is it true is it helpful so that sentence of this shirt looks awful on me it was right? not helpful <laughs> I don't, it might be true I don't, you know but is it helpful right and so what you when you write down that sentence of what you thought is it true is it helpful is it inspiring mm-hmm. right so if the way I've said it is causing me to be discouraged to feel anxious or depressed or fatigued, right? then it's not going to be helpful and it won't take me somewhere good. So does it inspire me to make a change? Is it necessary? So I can wipe out half of what I think just by saying it really isn't necessary. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly. Yeah. You know, and if you want to daydream about something good that might not be necessary, that's fine. But if it's something destructive or condemning, then really, is it necessary? And let's just try to cut it right out. Right. And the last one, is it kind? right that kind of i wouldn't say it to a friend so i wouldn't say it to myself right i love the video clip so is this right, the right the, time to say that yes, you've that's got attached great. to this podcast mm-hmm. where the women say some of the things that they tell themselves and then they look at a picture of them as a kid right
0: and this is what we're talking about is the truth bomb mom video yes. that i i've included on my show notes as well and yep. a link to that so right. it was fabulous and the
1: power of looking at that picture of a little kid um, and not knowing I would never, it wouldn't be kind to say this to <laughs> right. to my eight-year-old version of myself. It wouldn't be kind. And so it really is not kind to say it to, to this adult version of myself either. Right. Right. So that, is it true? Is it? Uh, Helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Right. Right. Now, under that realm, that kind of weeds out a lot. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But then it comes down to how do I say this in a way that's encouraging or inspiring rather than in a way that's discouraging?
0: Right. So that would be your reframing. That would be the reframing. Okay.
1: And so some things that do that is that kind of, um, if it's something I need to take care of, Right Then it is that kind of yes, I need to do this. You know yes, it may have been due earlier than this or I intended to do this earlier. Um, but I you know I'm going to schedule it or I've got it planned for now. The mistakes are the hard ones, right when I really yes. mess up and I do something that really is against my values or is embarrassing or is likely to be ridiculed or maybe was ridiculed by somebody right um, And so that becomes something like and I, and I love this this comes from, Kelly uh, Flanagan's book, Lovable. Lovable, yeah. Right. Right. He says, um, Yes, that's embarrassing. And I'm lovable and worthy of belonging okay right yeah this side of heaven none of us were meant to be perfect we're all gonna mess up we're all gonna make mistakes we're all going to do something that we're horrified or embarrassed about that's part of the human condition and part of this life and so even though those things happen even though I may say something that's ridiculous or doesn't make sense or I may do something that that unintentionally hurts somebody or, or even intentionally and rebelliously mm-hmm. hurt somebody it is true it is still true that I am lovable and worthy of belonging and so it's reminding finding ourselves in those oops oops right and not but and And with this weakness with this weight with these um overwhelming things with this i am still lovable and worthy of belonging
0: and not in spite of but not in spite of and so that's like the whole ish girl thing where it's about discovering you've messed up and flaked out again and having a humorous grace with yourself about it which is hard to do that's a deliberate decision and And the way that I came to that was because I do struggle with that. I think it's perfectionism is what you just described is wanting to be perfect in every situation and just kind of. Again, thrashing yourself when you haven't been right. because of, of those mental images, thoughts, words and things that you're telling yourself. Right. So
1: And yeah. and all of us have weaknesses. All of us have something in some way that we struggle. And and I, this side I haven't none of us reach that perfectly mature or perfectly healthy or perfectly, you know, perfect. Right. And so it is learning to be able to accept ourselves. Right. Not in spite of, but with. With that. What makes me a whole person is that I have good, bad, and ugly. Right. And if I can accept me, you know what? I can accept the other people in my life a lot better, too. Truth. And the people who are in my world also have good, bad, and ugly. This side of heaven. None of us are a hundred percent trustworthy. There are areas that we struggle or that we're weak in, and so the more I'm able to hold good boundaries with myself, and yet also love and accept myself, the more I'm able to, in my relationship, hold good boundaries, but in a way that still loves and accepts the person. I love that.
0: I love that. Well, and one of the things that I've shared on the podcast a couple of times now is that it's not that people aren't going to make those mistakes. It's not that your teen. And you oh. are not going to, you know, mess up and be unkind or, you know, say something that's not helpful or whatever. It's all about and what you do afterwards. afterwards. So if yes. you, and afterwards you're doing that reframing and then you're also reconciling with that other person and, sure. and trying to come back together in relationships. So sure. I love that.
1: And so part of how you do that with your kids is that, you know, ju- yes, I'm mad or disappointed because of something that happens. And... I still love you and accept you and think that you're wonderful. Absolutely. You know, and it's taking that time to do that and. Right. Um, and Or, uh, you know, be sad for them. If they're sad about a bad grade on something, I could be sad with them and also go, I know you're disappointed and I still love you. I still think you're bright, wonderful, smart, and have a great future ahead of you. Yes. This grade is not indicative of who you are as a whole person.
0: Right. But also, and how can I support you in making a difference here? How right. can I support you? And what things do we need to put into place? What right. do you need to be doing differently? What do I need to be doing differently right. to make the situation better? Right. right. What, what are you going to do about it? Where are you going to go with right. it? How can I help? What? Right. So it's empathizing and encouraging and yes. kind of motivating. Yes. Coaching. It's, as, as it's really coaching. As,
1: you know, as long as that is put in the places where they are in control of the outcome. Right. Sometimes we do that and we want to make them in control of things that are not, they're not in control of the outcome. Okay. Give me an example of that. So a problem with a friend. Okay. Okay. So it's not their job necessarily to reconcile with their friend because they can't control their friend.
0: Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Now they
1: are in control of what they contribute to that. Okay. Okay, so did you so it's not you have to be friends with this person or you have to make up with them. Right. That's an end result and they don't control that. But is there something that you need to make reparations for and having them look at that?
0: Right. Right. And that's that to me is that reconciliation part sure. is what is your piece right. in this? And not you have to make the relationship perfect right. perfect or or even that you're gonna have relationship once you've had that that moment, that moment of taking responsibility for your part and right. whatever happens, and for
1: the grades, it's not how do you get an A, right? Because an A may be out of attainment for some kids, right? But it is that. Um, what's your study habits like? Are there things, changes you need to make to your study habits for you to be able to get the ga- the grades that you feel uh, are capable for you in this? Right? right. They're not always. They can't always foresee the end result of so many things, but they are in charge of the processes of getting there. Right. Right. And so it's being careful not to say, "What do you need to do so that this end result happens?" Right. As much as you know, do you feel good about, and what changes can you make in the processes to get you where you want to go
0: right right and I struggle with that one because for a while I think I was using the words like was this your best work? Right. But I think that there's something kind of shaming in that as well. So I've I've stopped saying that. But right. but sometimes I struggle with what to replace that Absolutely. with. Absolutely. And
1: and think about it this way: um, Did you take the best shower you could take this morning? <laughs> did you do your hair the best you could do your hair? Did you cook the best dinner that you could cook last oh, night? Oh, ouch! I mean, <laughs> how much of what you do is really your best work? Right. Right. And so we do do that. We kind of want to do that. Like I know not everybody can get an A but you just have to do your best. Well, I can't do the, my best, I don't know, 30% of the time probably. Right. Right. And right. so certainly to make kids think that they ought to do their best 100% of the time is setting them up for, for shame. Fi- right. 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 Because we are we just don't have the energy. Actually, it's creating anxiety. Yeah. And so you're you're helping to facilitate that anxiousness of I've always got to do the best. I've always got to do the best. Right. I don't even know what my best is. Like, what is my best cooking dinner or taking a shower or?
0: Yeah, I don't know that I have a best. Know, in, I'm in not the even sure what my parts. best
1: is for this podcast that we're doing, right? So if you were to ask me <laughs> right. at the end of this, hey Tammy, did you do your best podcast? I don't know about if, if you know. Okay. Can I even ascertain that? Right. Okay. So we're showing up, and that's sh- our best, right? <laughs> did you show up? Maybe yes. that's. Did the you
0: question.
1: show up? Yeah. Uh, and so it, it really is doing something like um, how do you feel about it? Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? What, you know, are you getting the results that you want? Which are great open-ended questions. How are you managing all of your priorities? See, because I've only got so much energy to be the best at so many things. Right? And so I can't be do the best uh, of every little thing that I do. So I have to prioritize where am I going to pour my energies into where that work matters to me. And so I really want to show up and work and be committed towards excellence in In this one area. I can't do it everywhere. I don't have the
0: energy to do it everywhere. Well, I would say I am modeling that out the wazoo because I have a very limited capacity as far. Well, and I don't want to say that. See, there's that negative voice again. I choose to focus my energies and my passions into certain areas that don't always include the... um, housewifely arts sure. <laughs> I guess this is the best way to put it which is okay like it's taken me a long it's time okay. to get to the place where that is okay and i manage it as best as i can and as my kids have gotten older we kind of have spread the right. the responsibility yeah, around sure. a little bit yeah. as, as should should be but See, those shoots are okay. coming out left and right yeah. on this podcast I'm i know, right. up a storm over here
1: it's, yeah the um, the th- your priorities may be different than your friends or your neighbors or mine, and you're allowed to have that and it's giving them the freedom to have it. One of the problems right. with parenting is your teen's priorities are different than yours. Oh yeah. And not necessarily to their best advantage or their best work, Absolutely, right? yeah. And so sometimes it is helping them reprioritize and so it's a little bit of listening to what their priorities are Yes. but also a little bit of saying I know this isn't a priority for you but I see big picture and as a parent I've got a step up this priority and right and so there you know there is that difference in how you talk to them versus how you talk to yourself is that you have freedom to decide for yourself what your priorities are yeah they've got limited freedom because most you know teens are not going to
0: prioritize
1: the things they don't like to do
0: right that's true but I also feel like for me and this has been something that I've thought a lot about actually recently is that sometimes my priorities aren't let me see if I can say this the way it, it's in my head, <laughs> sure. so to speak. Which is, they're not happy with my priorities because it conflicts in some way with theirs. Sure. Unfortunately for them, mine take priority right now just because of, of the life expectations. Sure. Does that make sense? So paying bills and, and you're doing all those kinds of things. And, and so that's where what I find... The hardest, right. it, and it's difficult. And I, I'm so sorry. My puppy is like whining. She's been whining this whole time. I don't know if the recorder is going to pick that up or not. But Lily is very upset that she's not in, involved in our conversation. Oh,
1: sure.
0: <laughs> I'd hold her, but I
1: get horribly distracted. Yes, it's um, the same. The the shape. It's okay. And of course, their priorities aren't going to be the same. Right. Their priority for what you do, I'm going to want you to do what I want you to do, and not the things you have to do. But also me, I'm going to not want to do what I don't want to do. Only you're going to expect me to, and it'd be good for you to expect me to. Right. That makes them normal, and it's developmentally appropriate. The problem gets to be is if you talk to them as though they should. Right. Right. So the shame comes in if somehow they're scolded because their priorities are Are different than mine okay instead of i get it i I get you want me to do that and i and you're disappointed and you're frustrated and we'll get to it but i have to prioritize this and do this first right and also you can look i get you don't want to clean your room uh you know it's not my favorite thing to do either right unfortunately it's something that needs to happen and it's for you to do not for me to do right and so it may not be an emotional priority for you but
0: I'm going to make it a time priority for you okay see I love that that makes me feel so much better thank you (laughs) okay so let's kind of wrap up here a little bit is there anything else that you want to share about that inner critic inner voice how that works with teens like what else do you want to share with us I
1: I think that a lot of people minimize the impact of this Okay. Right. So the way you're thinking, your brain affects your body. Okay. Okay. So when you're really excited about something, your body gets energy. Right. When you're nervous about something, your body gets jittery. When you're frustrated or um, uh, resistant to doing something, your body gets like that fatigued. Mm -hmm. Right. And so your body is reacting to what you think, you're tearing your body down with the stresses of destructive thinking.
0: Oh, that's that's profound say that again
1: you're tearing your body down by the effects of destructive thinking okay now if it was immediate we could see it immediately we would probably all learn really quickly and early to to think in more productive ways but but this takes a toll over time right so what I find is is that 20 year olds who are anxious are actually really good employees <laughs> okay. Because okay. they've got a lot of energy, they're perfectionistic, they're people pleasers, they're diligent. Right. And so they make great employees and they have the energy to do that through their 20s. Right. Right. You start getting into your 30s, your 40s. You get a couple kids behind you. There's a lot more things in the world you can't control. And what used to be what you thought was productive, it wasn't productive. You just couldn't see how it wasn't productive. Right. Right. Now begins to turn into fatigue and depression and control issues. Right. Right. And it's not evident in your 20, but these ways you've learned to think. Think are taking a toll by the time you're in your 40s and there's so many things you can't control in the world, There is a toll that has happened to your body physically. Okay. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. So
1: you are in little ways zapping your energy or creating a kind of a fight or flight or a jittery, nervous, stressed energy that takes, that's destructive to your soul, right? Okay. And so it is having this voice because it's what gives you longevity. When I can think in these productive ways, it works when I'm 20, it also works when I'm 50.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it totally does. And it's, so,
1: it's sustainable. It's sustainable, and because we're not using a false energy, mm-hmm. right? We're using encouragement, not anxiety. We're using inspiration and excitement, not anxiety, to fuel our um, diligence in doing something. Okay, is that gotcha. fair to say?
0: Yes, okay. absolutely.
1: And absolutely. Self compassion mm-hmm. rather than condemnation our mistakes our resistance our things that you know are our struggles okay right we we think that shame is going to prompt us to do something it's a icky it feeling and we think it's going to like then make us like motivated to do something but it doesn't work that way because it zaps you of energy and drive right and it's, if it
0: does work that way it's very temporary and very short lived yes,
1: yes and isolated and motivated by unattainable things so right. if I'm a people pleaser then I may have a lot of energy to please you but if you're not pleased then that kind of right, zaps it i just have to keep jumping through more hoops more hoops more hoops rather than instead of people pleasing where what i'm doing what i do so that you are pleased with me mm-hmm. if instead i'm doing what i'm doing because this is an area that i'm that i'm equipped for and i want to gift somebody with my um talents in this area right right and now i'm inspired i'm excited i'm motivated because i'm using what makes me me different from you in a way that's helpful loving and good
0: and serving and so ser- and,
1: it, and it's still serving but, but the, but the now, outcome
0: is is not yes. what is the important and outcome. if you're not pleased with it i still use my energy well right right oh I like that if you're not pleased with how I've what I've done served or provided what I've provided I'm still okay with that because I've spent my energy well
1: and i've done i've accomplished my goal my goal was to spend my time in a way i'm suited that's gifting this world in some way i love that right and so i can lay my head down at night knowing i've spent my day well if my day is to make people like me or to make people happy or to get accolades or those are all things that are not under my umbrella i don't control that you right. get the freedom to decide if you like me or don't like me, if you're pleased with me or my work or not pleased with my work.
0: love that. Okay, and I am going to um, publicly right now invite you to come back at some point and talk (laughs) about your umbrella because I think that is worth a whole show in itself and and how that works and... um... And that kind of thing so thank you so much for being with me today i am so excited to share this with everyone i just think you have such wisdom on on lots of things but particularly in this area about how we speak to ourselves and how we're critical and and what that looks like when we are trying to communicate it to our kids not just through words but through our modeling interactions and things so So
1: much of us would like to give our kids something different than we're willing to give ourselves uh, but unfortunately on these kind of things it doesn't happen that way. We've got to find ourselves valuable enough to gift ourselves this way. Right. And in that way, we will be gifting our kids. Yeah. Thank you. You're
0: welcome. So much. Don't you love how Tammy phrased that? That if we want to gift our kids with a positive inner voice, we have to gift it to ourselves first. That's so powerful. And it's such a good reminder that we cannot teach what we don't know and what we don't practice. Because I don't know about your teens, but mine can spot hypocrisy from a mile away, right? Like they can smell it if it's fake, kind of like blood in the waters with a shark. They just know. Now to recap some of what we've talked about today, I'd love to share what's stuck with me from this conversation. Um, First of all, to help breathe they frame your thoughts in a way that's encouraging you can ask yourself some really good questions using the think acronym is it true Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? And for our purposes, I am adding to that, is it something you'd say to a friend? Now, I have found this filter, uh, this acronym so helpful that I thought you might as well. And so I have created a free downloadable printable for you that you can pick up here in the iTunes show notes or on my website um, in the show notes there for this episode. And it's just a printed out version of the Thinks graphic. So you can go to my website and look at that or link to it from here in iTunes. So I hope you grab that and enjoy using that as a prompt to help you filter your critical inner voice. Another thing that really stuck with me from this episode is that you need to accept your good, your bad, and your ugly along with your better traits and in doing so you're making it an and and not an in spite of so you are kind and you mess up sometimes you make mistakes and you are still lovable and worthy of belonging so I, I love that thought that we are lovable with our messy with all of the flaws and the things that make us just real and human and authentic So I love that. Also, focusing on things that are out of our control can produce a lot of anxiety and shame in ourselves and in our teens. So focusing instead on things that are under our umbrella, like our own actions, our own thoughts, and our own feelings, or focusing on the process we use to strive for an outcome rather than the outcome itself is much healthier than focusing on things that are outside of our umbrella that are under other people's control or just under circumstances control. Now, also, I wanted to share a couple of strategies that I have used with my kids in the face of their critical inner voices, their negativity towards themselves, that's focused inward towards themselves. And I'm definitely looking at these um, in light of the conversation that Tammy and I just had, but I think that they hold up. I'm still going to kind of look at those and, and if I decide something differently, I will will definitely get back to you on that. But a couple of things that I've done as I've worked to model positive self-talk with them and help them be aware of their inner voices and whether those voices are being um, positive towards them or critical towards them are these things. First of all, I remind them a lot that nothing that they say or do can make me or God love them any more or any less and I think that's really important that they know that no matter what they can do the most horrible thing ever they can do the best thing ever and either way I'm going to love them the same way that is never changing also a couple of things that I've had them do is when I hear one of them say something negative or disparaging about themselves I I know I've used this with my daughter before where I've said okay quick list five things that you love about yourself. And they kind of rolled their eyes and and push back a little bit, but I walk them through that. I, I hold them to come up with, you know, I think it was five or 10, it could be whatever number you want, positive things about yourself. And then also if I hear them saying something negative about themselves, I will remind them that I don't let anyone talk about them that way, whether it's themselves or someone else like no one is allowed to talk to them that way. So those are a couple of, of, you know, maybe quick fix strategies that you can take from this and use with your own kids and with yourself too, to um, get rid of that critical inner voice. So again, I would love to just say a huge thank you to my friend Tammy for sharing her expertise with us. I walk away from all my conversations with her just enlightened and blessed in so many ways. And in case you're in the North Dallas area, I've included a link to her personal website and to her office website as well and I'd highly recommend any of the amazing counselors that she's teamed up with there in her planting seeds coaching and counseling office. Just a reminder to help you reframe your thoughts I created that Thinks downloadable that's free and you can link to that and access it either here in iTunes in the show notes here or at my website theishgirl.com forward slash EP10 for episode 10 and you can click on the link there and I'd also love for you to check out the other free resources that I have available Um, you can sign up for my free resource library and those links are also in those same places um, on my website and then here in the iTunes show notes thank you so much for hanging out with me today and just remember from an ish girl who loves all of her amazing brilliant wonderful talented exceptional friends it is all about connection not perfection